publishing a book is a victory, but it's not the end. After you sweep up the confetti and wash the champagne flutes, what's next? Authoring Onward is the podcast about those steps after your first publication. Going from published author to having a long-term writing career. And that has no clear endpoint and plenty of ups and downs. But telling stories for the long-term is so, so worth it. Sit back, listen, and together, let's author Onward. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Authoring Onward. I'm one of your hosts, Connie B. Dowell, author, editor, and book coach. And I am also usually joined by Joy E. Held, who is also an author, editor, and book coach. And I am delighted to be talking to y'all on this lovely spring day, um, which just feels like new beginnings to me. Um, For some of y'all who maybe follow me more closely on social media, know that I took a Well, for me, a good-sized sabbatical from writing at the beginning of this year. I finished up a project in early January, and then I took about three months off. So I'm, I'm just getting back into working on a project of my own again, instead of just editing and coaching other people's projects. So it's a, it's a little delightful to be diving into a newish to me genre, um, taking a little twist away from my cozy mysteries, though I do have every intention of finishing out my series there, but taking a little detour into YA kind of thriller and suspense, um, which is a genre that I love to read, and I am enjoying dabbling in it, kind of taking this at my pace and making this particular book fun. There's no current audience for it. So it's just me having fun with writing again, which just feels right for spring when things are, new things are growing in the ground and now new things are growing in my brain. Hooray. So on to the interview that's coming up. Um, Our schedules weren't able to coordinate. So it's just me doing the interview this time. And I talked to Cynthia Newberry-Martin about a number of different topics, um, about releasing books very close together, about writing characters of many different ages and life stages, uh, and about her 50-state book tour, uh, which is a really impressive effort. I don't think I've ever heard of another author going on, you know, not just a large book tour, but a, a, a stop in every single state. So... That is an adventure, and I wish her well on it. So let's listen to the interview. All right, well, today on Authoring Onward, I am so delighted to speak to Cynthia Martin. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about, but um, would you like to start off by telling our listeners a little bit about you and all the things you do? Sure, that would be great. So uh, I am talking to you from Columbus, Georgia, which is an hour and a half southwest of Atlanta, right on the Alabama border. 
It's where Carson McCullers was born and where she wrote The Heart is a Lonely Hunter in her early 20s. Uh, but you can also find me a lot of the time in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where I have a little writing cottage on the water. Oh, nice. I, I, yeah, it's super nice. It's my favorite place on the earth. Uh, it's wonderful. <clears throat> and uh, I came to writing late. Uh, I, I spent uh, the first 20 years of my life doing all French all the time. I was completely obsessed and I spent the second 20 years uh, practicing law and earning a living and raising children. And I spent the third 20 years learning how to write fiction because it's very different than writing wills and trust and other documents, which is what I did as an attorney. And uh, it was in the fall of 2019 that Title Flats, uh, my first novel was published. And uh, so in terms of authoring onward, I am a baby, uh, just having been uh, on the other side of things for about three and a half years. Yeah, well, that's three and a half years of onward. So exciting. Um, so tell us a little bit um, about your books. Sure. So uh, they're all uh, novels. Um, uh, Title Flats uh, is a story of two people who want different things from life, but want a life together. Cass wants a husband who comes home at night, but Ethan's work takes him to Afghanistan, often for weeks at a time. Ethan wants children, but Cass does not. They reach an agreement Ethan will continue going back and forth to Afghanistan for three years, and then he will come home whether Cass wants children or not. The novel opens nine weeks before Ethan is supposed to be home for good. But very exciting, I will have my second novel out uh, in April, and it is called Love Like This. And it's also about a relationship uh, but it's about a long-term marriage. And after 22 years with children at home, Angelina has no idea what she wants and is counting on the empty house to figure it out. But her husband, Will, knows already. He wants her all to himself. And nine days after uh, they are child-free, he announces he's home to stay, that he's been fired. So love like this plops the reader into a long-term marriage and asks them to weigh the value of uh, sticking with the familiar versus the value of venturing into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And while it's hard to believe, I will also have another novel out in June uh, that is called The Art of Her Life. And the wonderful thing about this book is it's actually the very first book I ever wrote. And it's uh, uh, it's about, it's Emily's story really. Uh, at nine years old, she fell in love with uh, a painting by Matisse called Breakfast. It was on her first visit to a museum. And when the novel opens, she is a single mother with two daughters and she lives in the world of art, uh, but she's lost the thread of her life and 
can barely find time for her daughters, much less for Mark, the man she loves. And a contest at the museum where she's the registrar gives her hope, the chance to see her painting again. And uh, the novel goes, she, she's Matisse's paintings and words fill her days and nights. And uh, she's completely obsessed. And uh, one evening glancing at the, a note card of this painting that she loves, she sees something that she's never seen before. So this novel, The Art of Her Life, which will be out in June, is really about the power of art to transform an ordinary life. Yeah, so very busy year for you, <laughs> very busy year. Yeah. So um, I know that was one of the things uh, you wanted to talk about on the show today is what, um, you know, we, we hear from authors a lot about um, kind of like their book launch story or their book launch plans, but what is it like launching two books very close together like that? Well, I won't lie, it's crazy. It's absolutely freaking crazy. And I am such a control freak. I'm like, have my list and I get my things done. And so I can't get everything done. Uh, I just cannot get everything done that I want to do. So it's actually kind of good for me, loosening me up a little bit and making me prioritize things. So, uh, you know, I would, I would say that it would be a lot more doable if the novels were coming out six months apart. I had a friend who had two novels coming out six months apart. But for example, um, the launch week of Love Like This, which is April 4th, uh, is also the week that the third novel will be available for pre-order which will, you know, mean sharing the cover and encouraging bookstores, reaching out to bookstores, uh, encouraging them to carry the book and so forth. So it's a lot of things happening at once for two different books. It's lots of fun, though. It's so much better than zero books coming out in a year. So I take it, you know, and we can't really um, control that part of it. If you want to be traditionally published, that's kind of something that you cannot be in control of. And uh, so I just am going along with it for the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. So wild ride, but hopefully a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of um, all of these plans to promote your book, you've got something very exciting lots of bookstore visits yes that's right so uh it was actually in may almost a, a year ago uh that uh that i learned that uh this third book was going to be published and it was like whoa so now what and we were just kind of coming out of the pandemic and getting back into the swing of uh in-person events and there was a kind of a, a little different feel to in-person events a year ago. I mean, people were still hesitant and I, I wanted to generate some enthusiasm. Uh, I didn't just want to, it, it felt kind of aimless to just think of reaching out to a bookstore here or a bookstore there. And I am super goal oriented. 
And so I gave myself, I came up with this goal of having a bookstore event in every state. So 50 events. And uh, then I thought, well, uh, I won't know anyone in the majority of those places. So I thought, well, I'll reach out to a local author to join with me. And then I thought, um, uh, you know, one of the hardest things, working with independent presses is great because they're wonderful. They're publishing books they love. So they're very committed. And it's usually on a much smaller scale than one of the big five. And, but the thing is, because they're publishing books they love without regard, generally speaking to, uh, you know, whether or not the book will be a blockbuster and earn them a lot of money, they don't have a lot of money for publicity. So one of the hardest things about being published by an independent press is getting the word out about your book. So I thought that I would invite authors of other independently published books to join me. And that way we could increase the reach uh, of, you know, getting the word out about these books that are wonderful. And it's on, I mean, honestly, I've been to, um, well, by, uh, by mid-April, I will have been to uh, 14 states out of 50. And I am reading for each for each event, I read the book of the other author who's joining me. And I am reading books that are wonderful that I had never heard of before going to this state and looking and looking for an author to join me. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it's a really interesting idea for promotion it gets you out there in a lot of places it's something that you know a lot of people are you know this is something really unique um book tours do, don't do this all 50 states um and it's also networking for you so you're also meeting other authors you're meeting booksellers you wouldn't have met um so a lot of interesting and cool benefits there yeah, it's terrific community building. I mm -hmm. I expected the community aspect of, you know, booksellers and book owners and that, but what I didn't expect was and I was hoping for uh hoping to build a community of readers, but what I did not expect was this community of writers. Mm -hmm. Uh the writers who have joined me on these events. And for example, uh, I mean, it's just, I'm meeting people that I either had no idea existed in the world, or I only knew on Facebook or social media of some sort, uh, or, uh, you know, something like that. And so uh, it's really been terrific to be in conversation, you know, over email prior to the event. And I usually do one short Zoom before the event and then meeting these writers in person. And, uh, and then we get to support each other. So this is an aspect of the tour that I had not anticipated, this community of writers uh, that is. And one of the writers, um, uh, Wendy J. Fox, who I paired with for Colorado at the Tattered Cover, uh, is uh, planning to be at my event 
in Phoenix, Arizona. So that'll be really cool. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm running into these authors everywhere. So it's nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I love that you built this community, not just of readers, not just of booksellers, but of writers as well, um, which is so important. Um, I think this is kind of a recurring theme that I talk about on the show a lot is the importance of community, not just to improve your craft or um, to help you promote your books, but to, to really manage the writing life, um, both pre-publication and post-publication, which can be, it, it's good to have folks who know what that's like. Totally. Yeah. And it's so, it's so, um, you know, it's not always uh, an uphill thing. Uh, there are lots of downs and uh, disappointments along the way. And it's nice to have this community of writers to kind of sustain you and hold you up during the um, during the low points as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I hope this is inspiring folks. Um, you know, maybe they're not ready to go on their own 50 state book tour, but to like start coming up with these creative ideas where they can intersect um, promotion with community with something a little bit unique. Um, I think that's really great. And it's also just a huge, uh, I had forgotten myself not having been to any in-person events during the pandemic, uh, but I had forgotten that magic that happens when you are in the room with someone uh mm -hmm. that uh it's just the inspiration you know a question from an audience member who said it just can spark all kinds of uh all kinds of ideas and uh the it's just like the inspiration goes back and forth it kind of flows around and back and forth in these in-person events and uh so I, I really encourage people who um have not gone back out to find an event at a local bookstore and especially writers who hope to have their own events uh, to go out and, uh, you know, to be supportive to a writer uh, and, uh, and also see what it's like and see how they might want to do things when it's their turn to be up at the front of the room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then also just the building the community. If you're a regular at events, at your local bookstore, that's community building. And there's no telling, you know, uh, the um, the benefits both to you as a writer and uh, to you as a published writer um, that can come of that. So I just would like to encourage everyone to get back out there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely look around. You might be surprised uh, by what events are out in your local community. Um, or if you don't find anything, maybe you can start something. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Um, so a couple other questions just coming up to me as we're chatting. Um, as somebody who is like really intensely involved with book promotion right now, do you have any like specific things that are standing out to you as like words of advice you would love to leave listeners with? Let's see. Uh, read, read other people's books, uh, and to make those connections. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, one thing would be to attend events yourself, 
um, and in preparation for um, giving one. Uh, read other people's books, leave reviews, buy the books from independent bookstores, leave the reviews on Amazon. Uh, it can help and Goodreads, it can help dramatically. Uh, you know, learn how to take, say yes to everything. That's another, uh, another suggestion. Uh, enjoy. If you don't enjoy, I hope you enjoy it. I hope people enjoy it. Find a way to enjoy it. Do whatever aspect. You don't have to do everything, but do what feels fun. So like if you like to write essays, write essays and submit them about different aspects of your work. If you like to be out there in front of people, go that route. There's the podcasting, you know, find some way to build community, um, which uh, which we've already talked about. So those would be yeah. my suggestions. Absolutely. There's a lot of different ways out there and you can try and a little bit. Vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, that leads me into the question that if Joy had been able to join us, she always likes to um, ask authors about what they do for self-care to sustain themselves for this um, absolutely bonkers writing life that we're all trying to <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. So I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in self-care. My favorite part of it is uh, a massage whenever I can get one. That's, I, I get so tense sometimes. And so that really helps, helps. Uh, and then I, uh, I try, I have a tendency to sit and sit and sit. And so I set my watch or some sort of timer to uh, remind me to get up and move around every hour. Sometimes I'll put on a song and just kind of dance around the room to that. That gets kind of all my part, different parts working. And you had a guest on recently. I can't remember her name. The climate author who suggested oh, the yes. hula hoop. The hula so, <laughs> so I remembered uh, at the back of my closet, I had a weighted hula hoop that I used to use for exercise. So after listening to that podcast, I went and got that out. So I've been also alternating with the hula hoop recently. <laughs> yeah. So it's important for authors to remember to move. We can be move. still. And you know, that other thing, um, if you're working, working, working and holding so tight to what you're doing um, and you, you've got a problem in front of you that you can't solve often, if you will just get up and take a walk for 10 minutes, it solves itself. It's the subconscious mm -hmm. wanting to have a little hand in it yeah yeah i recommend the the walk method also it's been great for me um so uh one more thing to wrap up i know we've talked a lot about promotion and community um but getting into just a little bit of craft questions i noticed that your books tackle people at many diff very different points in their lives and different ages and stages people go through. Um, do you have any advice for writers who maybe want to write um, a wide variety of characters like that in terms of getting into the mindset of, of different, different ages, different life stages? Yes, have lots of children. <laughs> yeah, I have four kids and they're um, 
uh, I was writing, um, I mentioned that The Art of Her Life, which is about um, a younger woman, uh, I was writing that uh, when I, I started writing that when I was not much older than she <laughs> was. And when my kids were little, she has two young daughters. So I, I was writing that at that stage. Um, you know, just again, be out there in the world and watch, watch and observe, but no joke, having kids is useful in that regard. <laughs> yeah, and for those who, who don't have kids, don't feel like having kids just for that purpose, then maybe <laughs> make some friends of different yeah, That's right, have some, make some young friends. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, well, it has been wonderful um, chatting with you. Cynthia, um, where can we find you and your books online? I, I have a website, which is CynthiaNewberryMartin.com, and Newberry is N-E-W-B-E-R-R-Y. And uh, my email is Cynthia at CynthiaNewberryMartin.com. So send me an email. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm out there. So yeah. um, you can find me on social media. Great. And as this podcast releases, people can order or pre-order all of your books. So that will be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Um, anything you want to, anything you want to leave us with as a thought? Uh, let's see. Um, on my, your readers might be, I mean, your listeners might be interested in a, a series I have on my website, which is called how we spend our days. So it's kind of the same thing. You can get a lot of authoring onward um, uh, tips from reading these essays uh, on days in the lives of writers. And it's now available on Substack. So yeah, excellent. So folks can go and check that out. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Cynthia. I certainly did. Um, and as mentioned in the interview, as of this podcast releasing, um, this episode releasing, you can go ahead and either buy or pre-order all of her books. So do check out her website. You'll find that in the show notes and you can see all the things that she's doing and all of her adventures from her ginormous book tour. So that is it for this week. Uh, we'll be back possibly just a little bit later than Wednesday next week with another episode. Um, so a little bit, little bit delayed, but it is going to still come out next week. Um, be back then with another episode. And as always, if you want to get in touch, you can leave a comment on the show notes. You can find the show notes for this episode and all the episodes at authoringonward.com, or you can also find links to get in touch with me or with Joy if you are interested in either of us uh, helping you with editing or book coaching services. Until next time, happy writing! Happy writing!